0: What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Great Iron Fantasy Football Podcast for Tuesday, September 21st, 2021. And I am Chip. I'm your host, and thank you so much for listening today. If you're a new listener, thank you so much for joining us as well. If you'd like to share our podcast, you can find us over on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and now on Pandora. If you'd like to watch us, you can watch us over on YouTube at Gridiron Iron Fantasy Football, so please do me a favor, hit subscribe, so you don't miss any more episodes. And on today's episode, we're talking about my top waiver wire pickups for week three. Um, you know, this is this is the beginning of building that championship roster. You're not going to win everything in the draft, you know, so you have to build your team. You know, there's guys that you're going to draft that you're going to drop in because they're just dead space on your roster. But this is why you listen to these shows. You get the better, you know, waiver wire pickups and hopefully you start building something. Now, if you're, if you're 0-2 like me, I officially am 0-2 in my main league. Never been 0 to 2 before in this league, so it's it's different territory for me. So there's a decision I have to make on guys that I drafted. Do I want to keep them? Is there still some? It's still early in the season, so do I want to just hold on for another week or two and kind of see if I can, uh, you know, just kind of build off of that? But I really think the first few weeks um, of where our pickups are are going to be very crucial for contending for the playoffs and you know, in the championship. Um just because we see more breakouts happen throughout the first few weeks of the season, you know, always I'm a guy of a rule of three. Like I want to see things happen three weeks so before, you know, I will add somebody on my roster, but then I will um won't I won't play them, feel comfortable playing them until I actually see consistency uh with target share, with maybe attempts with a running back and, you know, a rookie quarterback or somebody else who I want to stream. So it's still early, but you know, you don't want to miss out on guys. I mean, these are weeks like last year, we picked up like a Chase Claypool or a Justin Jefferson, all that stuff. So these guys can be very crucial to your roster. So, uh, this is where you, you have to try to put in some claims, try to better your roster. Now, I'm not saying you drop somebody that is, you know, potential starter on your, on your team just to add a wa- waiver wire pickup because more than likely a lot of these guys, you know, you're picking up are these, you know, you never know type of guys like, you know, but you don't never want to drop somebody who is a a pretty good fancy uh, player that just had a couple bad weeks. So just be careful on who you drop and whatnot. And that's why you always on Wednesdays when the waiver wires like the waiver wire claims go through. You know, you always want to look at the players who get dropped because sometimes people will drop better players for the you know the hot waiver wire pickup. So always look at your drops on Wednesday morning to see who's been dropped and put a claim on those guys. If you see somebody who's better than what was on free agency um so before we get into my top where I pick up, let's talk about some of the news uh, there's a lot of news on Monday about a lot of injuries that took place on Sunday so let's start with uh the Rams so Daryl Henderson is dealing with the rib cartilage issue uh Sean McVay feels like they're, they're optimistic that he will play uh for week three against the Bucks. but the problem is Bucks have a very stout run defense so this is a very tough matchup for Daryl Henderson or even if Shoney Michelle is the starter um, it's just one of those things where it's just not a good matchup. So if they send him out for Week Three against the the Bucks, you know that's it is what it is. But uh, be prepared. If I'm a, I'm a Daryl Henderson owner, so I have to figure out do I want to waste Fab money on Sony michelle or just kind of hold out and just, it just kind of take it on the chin again. But we'll see. Um, but that's the news right now. As of right now, for Daryl Henderson, uh, the four now running back to Michael Hasty suffered a, suffered a high ankle sprain. Um, you know, this week, and he's considered a week to week. Now there's different grades of severities at high ankle sprains. We've seen like Christian McCaffrey, so- uh, um, Saquon Barkley, Michael Thomas last year dealing with this. So it depends on the grade. There's different grades of injury, um, but week to week, that's optimistic. So um, I won't be surprised if he misses, you know, a few weeks, but uh, it's one of those things where now they're getting depleted, you know, you know, Elijah Mitchell is the guy right now. Now, you still got Wilson Jr. on on IR. Uh, Sermon, does he come back? Is he, does he pass the concussion protocol? Does he play next week? You know, so there's a lot of things that are happening in that backfield. They're going to bring some running backs in to kind of, you know, see uh, what's available. I think they're bringing in Duke Johnson and Lamar Miller. So the 49ers right now are getting depleted at running back. Um, and then the Houston Texans quarterback Tyrod Taylor looks like he needs to be he'll mix it and miss the next three to four weeks with a hamstring injury. He will not be playing Thursday night. So we got a great matchup. The Texans versus the Panthers with a backup quarterback for the Texans. So another just phenomenal Thursday night game for us to watch. Um, and then the Raiders, we got Josh Jacobs and Derek Carr. They're both questionable for week three. Uh, they're dealing with the ankle in- ankle injuries. So, you know, it's one of those things where Josh Jacobs, he's not going to play unless he's fully healthy. He's, they have too much investment with Josh Jacobs. There's no reason to, to to rush him. I know from a fantasy standpoint, you guys want him to play, but he, him as a person comes first. His injury gain healthy, that is priority. So for him, you got to look at either Peyton Barber or Kenyon Drake as maybe fill-ins if you desperately need those those guys to play for you. Uh, looks like uh, uh, Brian Flores of the Miami Dolphins' the head coach, said Tua – Bruises ribs he's day to day. He he may play against the Raiders in Week Three, but like I said, a lot of these rib cartilage issues or rib injuries, as long as there's no fractures, all about t- like pain tolerance. So they'll probably take some type of of pain medication in order to play through the you know play through it. But it's one of those things; it's a wait to wait and see. Um, and the Urban Meyer said Laviska uh is expected to be available this week against the Cardinals. He injured his shoulder um, on Sunday. Got some testing done. Looks like he's going to be uh good to go or expect to be available so that's you know something to kind of uh pay attention to and then Matt Nagy of Chicago Bears uh he said that if any Dalton is healthy he is he is the starter but any Dalton's dealing with a bone bruise in his knee. Um no no imaging came back uh positive to any type of ligament tear anything like that that'll leave him out for a prolonged period of time. So it looks like he is he is gonna be week to week. But honestly I think this is this is the Door opening for Justin Fields. I understand Matt Nagy is saying that any Dalton is the starter if he's healthy, but why 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 not play, just play Justin Fields? This is why you drafted him. This is why you moved up in the draft to get somebody like this. Just go ahead and put him in the game and play out the season with Ju- with Justin Fields as your starting quarterback. Now, if something happens like last year, we saw two of struggle, so Ryan Fitzpatrick came in. So if any Dalton is healthy and they're starting to uh, they're starting Justin Fields, then okay. Go ahead and, and, and figure it out that way. But, um, you know, I I, I think that, you know, you, you draft somebody, he's a rookie. He may not be ready to play, but he has to be ready to play now because Andy Dalton's hurt. So you might as well just kind of keep him in there and see what you have in Justin Fields and moving forward. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver Deontay Johnson, he avoided a major knee injury in week two against the Raiders. There's a, a play like at the end of the game that um, he got tied up in and he hurt his knee. Luckily, there wasn't anything significant that was caused there. So he is hopefully going to play in week three. But to be determined, we have to figure out his participation in practice throughout the week. And then the Browns head coach, Kevin Stefanski, had said Jarvis Landry is considered week to week. He's dealing with the MCL injury. Um, So not good overall for any pass catcher or even Baker Mayfield. I mean, OBJ may be coming back, but they're so depleted right now. You can't really trust any pass catcher for the cleveland browns that means baker baker mayfield's value goes down a little bit as well so i think this bumps up nick chubb and kareem hunt just because of they're they're a run heavy team already but this just kind of solidifies you know the the browns running game when they have all these pass catchers just out because of injury um so that is all the the, the updated news as, as of right now now let's talk about this monday night game so this was this actually was a pretty entertaining game to start off. The Lions were playing pretty hard. Uh, they had a lead. Um, and, you know, they lost 35-17. I mean, they just couldn't do anything in the second half. Um, you know, this was the Aaron, Aaron and Aaron show, right? This was Aaron Rodgers throwing for four touchdown passes, three of those going to, to Aaron Jones. Um, you know, Aaron, you know, Aaron Jones had 17 carries for 67 yards and a rushing touchdown. Then he had three receiving touchdowns. Robert Tunyon had a touchdown. Devontae Adams was eight for 121 on nine targets. Um, so bounce back game for the the Packers, right? This is a game they needed. You know, there was a, a must, not really a must win, but for them to get their morale back on track. I mean, they had to, they had to come out and show up against the, the Lions. The Lions played them hard and all of a sudden they just kind of fell apart. They just unraveled. You know, Jared Goff was looking decent and then he just has some really bad turnovers, um you know and he had that really bad interception at the end of the game he just it is what it is this is Jared Goff right this is someone that had a very good game in week one I mean he wasn't terrible when it comes to like fancy stuff this <clears throat> this week but you weren't playing him anyways unless you're in a two quarterback league and you desperately had to play him but overall uh Jared Goff was uh, had 246 yards and two touchdowns and interception then he gave another four carries for 46 yards so uh not not a bad game TJ Hawkinson had a good game. He was 8-for-66 for, 66 for uh, one touchdown on nine targets. Um, then Cephas, he was 4-for-63 in the touchdown. So, that was a, a good outing for him. Uh, DeAndre Swift, you know, he had eight carries for 37 yards. And then he had four catches for 41 yards. So, quieter game from him. Same with Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams didn't really give you much on the ground or in the passing game. So... If you're relying on those guys, I mean, if you're going against Aaron Jones, I feel bad for you because you're probably going to this game thinking, OK, I'm up 40 something points or just under 40 points. I should be good. And then he puts up like 40 something points in fantasy. So, you know, that's what Aaron Jones is. Aaron Jones is a guy that will get you like three points one week and then give you 40 points one week. And that is so inconsistent. Like he's a very good running back. But when he has all these inconsistencies throughout the season, you know, he's definitely that definition of like a boom bust stud because last week was awful. This week, he was he was great. So hopefully you guys were able to capitalize on that and win. But uh, overall, I mean, it, was a, it wasn't it was as bad of a Monday Night Football game that I was thinking based on the matchup. But now in our next game, we get the Texans versus the, the Panthers. So uh, at least we get Christian McCaffrey, right? I mean, that's the, probably the biggest uh, positive of Thursday Night Football. So that is the recap of Monday Night Football. So let's now go ahead and go into the top waiver wire pickups for um, week three. This is based on my opinion. Um, you know, I got I got a few guys on this list. It's not a huge list, but <clears throat> these are guys that, you know, are should be available in your league, but you never know. Okay. So at uh, quarterback I only have one guy here and that's Derek Carr. Um, he's 35% owned. And honestly, he's right now after two games, he's a top 10 quarterback. He's played the Ravens and he's played the Pittsburgh Steelers. So two of the toughest AFC North teams, their defenses, how physical they are, He's had great games. Um, now he is a little banged up. If he does play against Miami, it's another tough defense. But how he played against the Ra- uh, the Ravens and then the Steelers, I don't, I don't. If you want to stream Derek Carr, I mean, it's a, a good possibility. I mean, I think there's guys out there you could start over him. But like Derek Carr, like I, I benched Derek Carr this week for Mac Jones. That was a huge mistake. Um, you know, I played in two quarterback leagues so with Patrick Mahomes and my other dynasty league. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and Derek Carr is my starter. Starters, and then I have Mac Jones. But based on the matchup, I played Mac Jones and I lost in that league. I got blew out in that league anyway because none of my guys, you know, I had Alvin Kamara, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, those guys are my starting lineup and did nothing for me. So it was a bad game overall for me. But uh, I had benched Derek Carr this week. So, you know, I had said to you guys last week that Jameis Winston was a good streamer against the Panthers and he put out a dud. So it's just one of those things where you can never, you know, you never can figure this all out. But Derek Carr, as of right now, Derek Carr has been a good quarterback in this league. He's very underrated. I am not sure why, but he's definitely been consistent. He does have his moments, but Derek Carr overall is a very good quarterback. Uh, so I think if you want to stream him, if he's healthy to play this week, I think Miami's a is a good option. Um, I have some honorable mentions here. I have Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold plays against the Texans this week in Thursday Night Football. I think that with him, you know, this is mostly for two quarterback leagues. or a super flex league. I think based on the matchup, Sam Darnold could have a good game. And my last guy here is Teddy Bridgewater. He plays the Jets, and so Teddy Bridgewater has been doing very well this year. Um, he had a good game you know, this past weekend, so I think Teddy Bridgewater definitely should be considered in a super flex or a two quarterback league uh, against the Jets. So those are my my three quarterbacks, you know, overall that I have on this list. Now moving to running back, I have him here on my as my running back just because uh, they have him labeled as a running back wide receiver. But I have Cordero Patterson here. Uh, he's fourteen percent owned. You know, against the Bucks, he was 7 for 11 on the ground. He had five catches for 58 yards. He scored two touchdowns, and he had 15% of the target share. I know, like, Russell Gage got hurt, so it was pretty much Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts. But I think that the way they're used in Cordell Patterson, I think that he's the guy that, he's, he's one of those guys where I always say the rule of threes, that he's a guy, I want to see one more, I'll pick him up on my waiver wire, but I want to see one more game of him doing well. And then I can consider him as a flex. I think he can definitely bring some flex value, especially in PPR formats because they use him as a run back wide receiver. So Cordell Patterson is the guy that's on my list. And then my second guy is Sony Michelle. Now he's probably owned a lot of your leagues. He's about 65% owned. He had 10 rush attempts yesterday or on Sunday for 46, uh, 46 yards. And now this is all pending uh, what happens to Daryl, Daryl Henderson, right? If Daryl Henderson's healthy, ready to go, you know, obviously Sony Michelle becomes, you know, an afterthought, but you know, we know that the way they're using Henderson as a workhorse running back, if Sony Michelle is available based on Daryl Henderson being out, then I think that there's some upside to him with that. But the problem is they play the Bucks defense. And so that's going to be a really tough game, the Rams versus the Bucs, because the Rams got tough defense. The Bucs got tough defense. Offensively, is there going to be enough there to put out very good fantasy production? Who knows? But they, they I mean, you know, the Bucks have Evans you know, Godwin, Brown, Gronk, you know, you know, on their, on their side. And then, but they got Jalen Ramsey and a good defense, Aaron Donald on their side of the ball. And then for the Rams, you know, obviously they got Matt Stafford, you got Cup, you got Woods, you got Higby. So it's going to be a very interesting game for the Bucs. is going to be a true test for the Bucs uh, coming up. But Solon Michelle he's definitely worth an add just in case Daryl Henderson cannot play. And then my next guy is J.D. McKissick. You know, he had a very dud game in week one, but he came back with week two. And this is what we usually will see with J.D. Because he's definitely a flex type of player. You know, he's 36 percent owned. He was five for 83 and one on six targets. So definitely used like a like like a James White or a Chris Thompson type of role. So I think that if you really need a pinch and you need a flex, I think he's a, he's safe. He's just like James White. He's a safe flex. You're going to get your, you know, your pass catches, you get your targets. So I think he's a guy that you could pick up. And and then and Antonio Gibson, right? Like, how's his shoulder doing? Like, it all depends on how he's doing as well. So I think it's a, a good add. And then here, this is mostly in deeper leagues. My next running back I have is Zach Moss. He's 50%, 54% owned. He was a healthy scratch in week one, came back in week two. And he did rush eight times for 26 yards. And he had two, he vultured two touchdowns. So he did get the touchdowns. But honestly, for Zach Moss, uh this is more of a stash just in case Devin Singletary gets hurt Devin Singletary obviously is the starter but with uh, Zach Moss getting the touchdowns it's a guy that you could add if you have a deeper bench go ahead and add Zach Moss so you can at least play defense just in case something happens with Devin Singletary um and then my my honorable mentions right now like I had mentioned James White I added James White last week and you know I had I I would have played him, but I had, you know, other flex options that actually scored more points than him. So he did score, like, I think 18.5 PPR points. But that is consistent for James White. He's going to get the ball. He's going to get you at least 10 points. So definitely a look if see if James White is available. Uh, in my handcuffs, I got Kenneth Gainwell of the Eagles. He is the he is the backup behind Miles Sanders. So if something happens to Miles Sanders, uh, you know, Gain, Gainwell is the guy there. And then Alexander Madison. We saw... Dalvin Cook get off the field a couple times due to he was limping off the field he kept on coming back into the game but for your star guy getting Alexander Madison this is a guy if you get now you get him super cheap you probably get him for a dollar or two maybe nothing because I don't think a lot of people are actually going after Alexander Madison because the times that he has actually stepped in for Dalvin Cook hasn't really done well so it's one of those things where it's good I'm a Dalvin Cook owner I would grab him but I don't know if I want to really give up a player to get him on my roster. If I lose Dalvin Cook, my my season is crap, a crapshoot. Anyways, I'm 0 2. But you know, it's one of those things where you know it's it's a good for it's good for security. Um, and then another guy too. I just topped to my head, If Tony Pollard's available. I doubt he's available, but go and grab him, put him on your bench. He could have some flex appeal as well. Um, and then at wide receiver, I think my number one guy is Rondale Moore of the Arizona Cardinals. This rookie's doing very well right now. He's 33 percent owned. You know, last week him and Christian Kirk had very good games. This week, it was uh, Rondale Moore that had the better game. You know, he managed he had two, uh, 24.4 PPR points, and he led the team with eight targets. Uh, now he is definitely um, he's tied overall in targets and target share for the Cardinals. So I know that a lot of people like Christian Kirk because he's been in the system a lot longer and he's more established, but. I don't know. Rondell Moore looked very good, and I think he's definitely worth adding um, just because that that offense right now is clicking on all cylinders. I mean, Kyler Murray looks unstoppable. So even if Rondell Moore is the third option, on you know, you got, obviously, Hopkins is there. A lot of people think Christian Kirk's the second one, and then Rondell Moore will be third. I still think there's enough volume there in the way Kyler Murray's playing. I think he, he's another guy that I, I will put on my bench, but I want to see how he does in one more week. And then I'll feel comfortable putting him in my lineup because in our, in my main league that I talk about mostly on this podcast, we play three wide receivers in a flex. So there's weeks that you're going to have to play four wide receivers based on your running backs and bye weeks and all that stuff. But I think that he's definitely worth an ad. And then this guy, he is still only 13% owned. My next guy is Tim Patrick. Uh, he's only 13% of leagues. Um, he was three for 37 and one touchdown on four targets. Now, we didn't know exactly how that was all going to play out when Jerry Judy went out. So Jerry Judy's out for a few weeks. Was it going to be Cortland Sutton that took, you know, majority of the the, the uh, target share? It was going to be Noah Fant like Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick plays a slot, so obviously uh, there's opportunity there. Because Teddy Bridgewater is a short to intermediate type of, of quarterback. But I think the answer was kind of given to us on Sunday where Cortland Sutton had like, I think it was like 12 targets. And he's the guy for now. I mean... If you have Cortland Sutton on your roster, I, I I stashed him. I I grabbed him on my, on like two of my, my rosters. And you know, I think he's a safe play. You know, he had a good matchup against the Jags. They do get the Jets this week, so another good matchup. So I think that Cortland Sutton right now is a really good pickup. Tim, you know, Tim Patrick is definitely a guy you can put in your slot and definitely PPR formats because he is consistently getting you touchdowns. The only thing is he is the third option behind Sutton and and North fans. So um he's still available in a lot, a lot of leagues. And then Sterling Shepard, he's still 50%. He's only 50%, 57% owned. And Thursday night had a great game. He had used seven for 113 and a touch on nine targets. You know, he is a guy that is doing very well on the slot. You know, when, he, he's, when he's healthy, he's very consistent. And he's been the most consistent wide receiver on that team for quite some time. I know they got Kenny Galladay but it just seems like Daniel Jones and Sterling Shepard have like this chemistry and maybe that comes around for Kenny Galladay later on in the season. You know, it depends on when Evan Ingram comes back and he, he's healthy and you know, you got Darius Slayton still, Saquon Barkley still catches ball. So I think overall, I think, uh, I think Sterling Shepard is the safest guy right now for the Giants. So if he's available, definitely pick him up. Um, I would take him over Ron, uh, Rondell Moore and Tim Patrick right now, if he's available. Um, And then Michael Pittman, my last guy is Michael Pittman. You know he is he is owning a lot of leagues, over sixty percent of leagues. But great game Uh, on Sunday. He was eight for one twenty three. He had twelve targets. Now, granted, there was no Paris Campbell. um, And then we did see Zach Pascal get the uh, the touchdown. However, Michael Pittman is now he has he's twenty four point he has twenty four point six percent of the target share. So he is the lead wide receiver as of right now with the Colts. So with that being the case, the volume is going to be there. You know, he didn't get the touchdown, but I think because of the volume, hopefully Carson Wentz is okay to play moving forward. So if that's the case, Michael Pittman's definitely worth an ad, maybe a guy you put you put on your bench, kind of see what happens. And then if he starts being consistent, then you can, uh, you know, be more comfortable playing him. But the thing is, is like, we're hoping, hopefully this is the start of a breakout for him. You know, he was good last year or he was kind of struggling last year as well. He was kind of hit or miss. But this year, hopefully this stays is consistent with Carson Wentz as long as he is uh, playing. And I have an honorable mention here is Henry Ruggs. You know, Henry Ruggs, he is your boom bust player for the Raiders. He's the guy that can get you a one catch for 70 yards and a touchdown or he gets you nothing. And this is the just the price you pay for for playing a guy like that. He's almost like a Robbie Anderson where. You know, he may he may have that big touchdown for you, but is it me the week that he's on your bench? You know, he's still third on the I think it's it's Waller and Ref, uh, Hunter Refereau as the uh, the two guys are target target share leaders. And then he's third. So it's one of those things where, you know, do you, you play you you play that game with Henry Ruggs? Do you want to see more consistency? I know I do, but I figure I would add him here just in case you guys need another player to pick up and then that's it for all the wide receivers then for tight end i only have one guy here and it's only because their wide receiver core is just completely depleted and that's Austin Hooper of the Cleveland Browns on Sunday he was 5 for 40 on five targets and he's here because honestly there's no wide receiver options right now cuz of injury they may get obj back jarvis langer is going to be week to week you know you know how else is that how, who else is there going to be i mean there's Harrison Bryant so it's just one of those things where I think that this could be a beneficiary because of the lack of skilled wide receivers around um, that offense. But it's one of those things where if you're talking about starting Austin Hooper, you must have in a you must be in a very big league with every other tight end not available. So um, if you're adding Austin Hooper, then your team is probably hot garbage. Um, but just a guy that if you need a tight end, need somebody to stream. You know, if you have to deal with the injury and that's the best option, then I think Austin Hooper could be decent um, until, like, all those pass catchers come back. So that's the only tight end I have. And then the top defense streamers I got for this week, you know, the Panthers have been pre- playing very well. You saw what they did against the Saints. Pretty much kept Alvin Kamara in check the whole entire game. Alvin Kamara had one of his worst fantasy games and NFL games in his career against them. Um, they played the Texans with a backup quarterback. So I think it's one of those things where you just have to, you know, if you're looking for a defensive stream, I think this is a good week to stream the Panthers defense and the Broncos played the jets. So we saw what the, the Patriots did to, um, <laughs> we saw what the Patriots did to Zach Wilson and the jets completely made him look just one dimensional. So I think that, uh, this is a good play as well. So those are my top waiver wire pickups for week three. Like I said, at quarterback, I got Derek Carr and then Arnold mentioned with Sam Darnold and Teddy Bridgewater. Running back, there's Cordero Patterson, Stony Michelle, JD McKissick, Zach Moss. And then I had James White there. The CP is available. Kenneth Gainwell and Alexander has handcuffs. At wide receiver, I have Rondale Moore, uh, Tim Patrick, Sterling Shepard, Michael Pittman, and then Henry Ruggs as an honorable mention. And then tight end, I got Austin Hooper. And then my defense streamers are the Panthers versus the Texans and the Broncos versus the Jets. So that's it for today. That's all the waiver wire pickups for week three. Uh, let me know who you're targeting in the comments. Please, you know. Let's, let's engage this year and let me know what you guys are thinking on who, who you want to pick up. You know, don't blow your wad on your fab on these guys. Just, you know, you, you know how you guys how how you, how these guys are in your league, how you know how aggressive they can be. So just kind of see what you need and, and don't overshoot for somebody. But um, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Like I said, please like, comment, and share the podcast and the YouTube with your friends and family. Um, I'll be back on Thursday when I talk about all my, the Thursday night football matchup and then all my starts and sits for week three as well. So uh, don't forget to to watch that. And then if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us over on the Gridiron Pod on Facebook and Twitter and then on Instagram at Gridiron Facebook. So I uh, hope you guys have a good day. Hope you're able to we- you win your week um, and not start hooting too like me. But it's not over yet. Continue to fight. Continue to pick up these guys and see what happens. All right. Have a good day.